Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Only What We Do For Christ Will Last podcast. Today, we have a lesson from New Direction Ministries' own Minister Sharon Patterson, entitled, Believers Must Hear, Know, and Trust the Word of God. If you would like to financially support our ministry, please visit www.newdirection4200.org slash give. That's www.newdirection4200.org slash give. Thank you. Now we'll turn it over to Minister Patterson. our Lord and our Savior. Amen. We're, we're, we have a very good lesson on tonight. And the lessons say believers must hear, know, and trust the voice of God. And you know, I was studying this lesson and I, I was running a little late because really I was sitting at home and I didn't realize what time it was. And uh, my grandbaby had asked for something to eat, and I was fixing him something to eat, and I had to rush. I said, Kobe, let's go. Just put it in a bowl and let's go. But I was sitting there, and God spoke to my heart, and he said, listen, spell heart, H-E-A-R-T. Spell hear, H-E-A-R. Spell ear, E-A-R. He said, now, we, we hear with our heart, and we listen with our ears, and they're all in heart. So tonight, we have a big heart. We're going to believe God for everything and anything, and we're just going to do what he said do. Amen. I hope y'all catch that you didn't get it. Just think about what I said. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to our central verse. And we're going to do the NIV. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Amen. And we're going to go to the key terms. Hard-headed. Hard-headed unwilling to change ideas or opinions, very stubborn, having or involving careful and practical thoughts and ideas that are not influenced by emotions. Ideas that are not influenced by emotions, practical and realistic, perceive it to attain awareness or understanding of to regard as being such, to become aware of through the senses, favorable, disposed to favor, expressing approval, giving a result that is in one's favor, 
tending to promote or facilitate. Now, in order to hear God's word, we must first belong to him. I'm going to say that again. In order to hear God's word, we must first belong to him. Now, John 10 and 27 said, Jesus said, uh, my sheep know my voice. Now, a stranger, they ain't going to follow. So if we're in Christ, we can hear God's voice. But you have to belong to him in order to hear his voice. Now, when we want to hear his voice, we spend time in our Bible study or read in quiet time. The more we read, the more we should recognize the voice of God. Now, think of a, of a person that works in a bank, a teller. A teller is trained to know fake money. Now, we should be like that with the word of God. When the word of God is going forth and we know it's not the word, we, should not, we shouldn't even have an ear to it. It should, we shouldn't even we should know that that's not the way of God. That's not the word of God. Now, one Sunday we was here in church here, and it was like when we first got here, if I'm not mistaken, maybe about a year, and we had some young ladies that come into church, and they were taking up money in the front. And one of them came up with a $100 bill. She asked to put $5, I think, in, and she wanted 95 back. Now, my brother was one of the urshers that day. My brother said, now, he ain't no teller. He ain't no teller, but he no money. My brother said he grabbed the money from her like this and held it in his hand. When they brought it to the back, Sister Parker, was you back there? He was like, this ain't real. This is not real. He said, this money ain't real. And we was like, what? He said, she put it in 100. She said, she wanted 95 back. He said, but this ain't real. What about it wasn't real? See, now that's the way we're supposed to be about the word of God. That's the way we're supposed to be. When somebody come in our midst an error, we should say, oh, no, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. That, that's, that's not God. That's not God. Now the word of God say, bump. Well, you know, that's where we're supposed to be. Now, all the time, we're not because we're not listening. We don't have that heart with the ear to hear. Now, let me tell you about something that happened. I'll tell you about that later. This question, I'm sure, has been asked many times down through the ages. How do I know God is speaking to me? How do I know God is saying something to me? Well, remember, Samuel heard the voice of God, but he didn't even recognize it until uh, Eli told him to say, it was the third time that he went to Eli and answered Eli. Now, it wasn't until the fourth time when God came back to him and he told him, speak, Lord. He said, I'm listening, speak, Lord. See, and sometimes that's the way we is. We're not sure. I'm not sure God told me to do that. But you know if it's not right, he ain't tell you. But then sometimes he can tell us to do things right and we shake it off. Now, that's not the way of God. Now, we're going to 
we're going to talk about, excuse me, we're going to talk about Gideon. Now, Gideon had a physical revelation from God, and he still doubted what he heard. He asked him three times, not once, but three times about it. Now, Gideon and Samuel didn't have what we have today. We got the Bible, the only written infallible word of God. And in those scriptures, it's good for rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that men, women can be equipped with the word of God. Now, listen, God ain't going to never lead us contrary to his word. He going to always let us know. Sometimes people think in order to hear the voice of God, you have to be in ministry. But I'm telling you tonight, no, you don't have to be in ministry. God can speak to all people. And remember uh, in Numbers when he spoke to the donkey throat for Balaam? Now, I read this story. Now, I know I've heard this story before. But when I read that story, that story really got next to me. Because when you think about an animal, now that animal recognized the angel, and Balaam didn't. Now, see, it's something about when we don't recognize God. In our midst sometimes, God can speak to us, and we so stubborn, we sit there, and we don't move. Now, listen, I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about myself. Because I know y'all better than that. But see, sometimes I get a little stubborn. Sometimes I get a little hard-headed. But then through all that, I ask God to forgive me. You know, we have to have a heart to hear and a, and a heart with an ear. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you this now. Uh, sometimes, 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 God speaks to unbelievers too. Now, just because they're an unbeliever and they tell you something that's in the word, you're supposed to know if it's in the word or not. Some people say, well, now nah, he don't speak to he don't speak to unbelievers. Well, I just told you he spoke through a donkey. Genesis 41 said God spoke to Pharaoh in a dream. Now we all know about Pharaoh. Now Daniel 5 said God spoke to uh, spoke through a writing on the wall. Yeah. And we all know about that writing on the wall. Amen. Amen. I tell you, it's something when you really start reading. I, I was talking and telling my daughter lately, you know, I've been just reading my word because I want to be right. I can't worry about nobody but me. It takes everything in me to worry about me than to worry about somebody else. And I promise you, when I tell you God has given me peace, he has given me peace in the midst of this storm. Because it's a storm we're in. We don't even know where we're at right now. We're in a storm, and I tell you, that storm ain't going to pass over us. Some of us might not make it, but we better be ready. We're going to go to 1 Kings. Now, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to read 1 Kings. I'm just going to give you the highlight of what way God gave it to me. Okay, now, you can read it along with me. Now, 1 Kings 19, 7 through 18. Now, this is a continued story from Elijah's triumph over the false prophets to Baal. Yes, 
Yes, Elijah destroyed them in a whose God is real battle. Now, he say, out of this contest, we're going to see who the false prophets are. Now, Ahab, you know, Ahab, we've been talking about Ahab a long time. Ahab, king of Israel, told his wife Jezebel what happened. Now, it's just like Jezebel, wouldn't it? Jezebel is a, was a bad woman. And I always say women have power. But we don't know how to use it sometimes. We really do got power. We have power. You can say what you want, but we got power. Now, she sent that word to Elijah. Told him she was going to kill him. And brought Rick, took out and rain. I mean... You done already slew all these false prophets and all these folks that went to God. And then just because your wife told somebody she was going to kill you, you took out a ring. Now that's something. And then when he took out a ring, he ran and, and hid up on a juniper tree, I think they said. And then he wanted to die. He told him, I... I, I I wish, I, I, I wish they'd had to just kill me. I ain't gonna be that scared of no devil. I'm not scared of no devil. He might make me shake, but he ain't gonna make me fall. And I might stumble, but he ain't gonna make me fall. Mm -mm. I love God too much. See, he done brought me out of too much stuff. And I ain't about to let him trip me up and fall. But he can trip me all he wanted, but I promise you I'm going to hold my balance. Listen, Job 33, now that's First Kings. That's who he's talking about. Job 33, 14 through 21. Now, people say things about God and other people that just aren't true. And sometimes when we hear these things, we feel like we have to speak on their behalf or take the position to do what, to get in their place. Well, you see Elihu, or Elihu, whoever you want to call him, potato, potato, got angry at Job because he justified himself rather than God. Ain't that just like the, okay. Uh, although he declared Job was wrong, Job later responds in repentance, which was hard because of his self-pity during his suffering, saying it's because we are redeemed that we can see the light. Ain't that so? Because we redeemed. We can say, God, I love you. Because we redeemed, you can say, Lord, I'm healed. Because we're redeemed, we can say, you are the first and the last. I'm redeemed tonight. Hey, man, are you really redeemed? Now, he had gotten angry with Job and then his three friends because they didn't have answers. Although they had declared Job was wrong, Job later responded in repentance. Now, that was just for them. He, he, he just did that for them which was hard because of his self-pity. Now, during his suffering, he says, because we are redeemed, we can see the light. He said, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. 
Job states that God's grace is undeserved, but he gives us unmerited favor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for unmerited favor. Favor I don't, I don't even deserve. Favor I don't, I don't even think about. My God, unmerited favor. God loves us because he chooses to. E. Elihu finishes his point by saying, from God's grace, we do not owe, we do not know our own sin. And he said, thank God for grace and mercy. See, he turned that thing around. He, he turned it around because he realized what Job was going through wasn't just for Job. See, I'm so glad Job went through that because it showed a mercy and grace God has for us. I'm so glad he went through that. Now listen, Jer Elihu calls God his redeemer. In the end, he said, my redeemer. My, 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 my. Have you ever talked to somebody and they just determined not to say God is real? Have you ever talked to somebody that determined not to say God's name? I tell you what, if you talk to them and you're in Christ, something's going to have to change. If it don't change in them, it's going to change in you. And sometimes people see us before they even see God. Amen. Now, Jeremiah 20, Jeremiah 1st. 13 through 16. Jeremiah warned the people of the destruction that would be poured out on Judah. He wrote about God's anger. At one point, God says, I will not listen when they call me because of their own disaster they created. Now, what God didn't like or what, he made, what made him angry was the worship of false idols and gods that they were sac sacrificing to. And we have a lot of that today. We, we got a lot of small GODs. I mean, we, we have a lot of small GODs, and it ain't just the sinner man. It ain't just the sinner man. Amen. And I, I said I wasn't going to talk about us because, see, when you talk about us, we ain't going to give in to it anyway. So I'm going to say this, the people or us. So I'm always included. I'm always included. Sometimes we worship them small gods like uh, uh, cars, homes, even our children sometimes. You know, we don't want, they so precious, we don't want nobody to touch them. We don't want nobody to say nothing to them. But them very children are going to be the one to chew you up and spit you out. You have to be careful with them children. I'm glad I raised my children when I did. Because I had, I, one time I had to pin my oldest one to the wall. And I didn't mind doing it. And right now, they, they some good kids. They some good adults. They didn't do it all right because I didn't. I didn't do it all right. But while I was raising them, I did it right. And I tried my best to do what's right. But I tell you what, we better get it together. We better know that God is the keeper. God is our first and last. And without him, we're nothing. 1 John 5, 13 through 15. We're going to talk about confidence. Oh, I said I wasn't going to say too much about confidence because I think Sister Red didn't finish hers. Now, if you want to finish your confidence, you're welcome. 
Now, one reminder of confidence is when we say the Lord's Prayer and we say, Our Father, which art in heaven. Now, with this confidence and compassion, we know that when we call and petition him, he show up. Then we say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. That's the confidence we have in him. Amen. I'm so glad I have confidence in God. I remember almost 30 years ago, I had to have some mighty confidence in God when I went under the knife. Amen. When I had to have open heart surgery, you know, they told me that uh, uh, two weeks before he wanted to do it. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm going to talk to my family and let them know what's going on. Not that I was scared, but I had confidence in God, but I had little bitty kids. I had little bitty kids then. My children were like one, three, and five. And I say, God, if you deliver me out of this, I'll stay in your will. I hadn't, and I've been in this will. I ain't done everything right, but I've been in this will. And I'm so grateful that he's my redeemer tonight. I'm so grateful I have a heart to hear and an ear to hear. I'm so grateful God is so good to me. I'm just so grateful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. There's something about having confidence in God. You don't have to worry about nobody, but you have to call on Jesus when you have to call on him. My, 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 my. Woo! I don't know why I have to cry sometimes. I don't know why I have to cry sometimes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My God is a good God. If you don't have a God, try mine. My God is a good God. He'll deliver us out of snares we put ourselves in. Woo! Hallelujah. Wonderful Savior, wonderful Savior. Hallelujah. I got a little bit more to go because I, 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 I really want to go on and finish this. Now, John 10, 11 through 15, John talks about the love Jesus has for us and how he died on the cross for us and how he's our shepherd. Now, the lesson talked about a hired servant that was to go and, and shepherd the sheep. Now, when this servant or this hired hand saw that the wolf was coming, he took off and ran. But see, he's not our shepherd. Our shepherd don't take off and run from us. Our shepherd take us in. He love on us. He said, you can do better. You can be better. You can walk better. You can talk better. You can act better than you do. That's our shepherd. He won't run off like that hired hand did. That and sometimes look at us and shake his head. Oh, but our God bring us in. He love on us so much. My God, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. And I just thank God tonight for my shepherd. He is my shepherd, and I shall not want That old hired servant, that old hired shepherd, uh, hired shepherd didn't have nothing to do with those sheep. 
He didn't care if the wolf ate him or not. Ooh, but that ain't the way our God is. My Lord, my Lord. Now, John 10, 23 through 30. Listen, this is another confrontation between Jesus and them more religious leaders. We're in the temple. Now, Jesus is surrounded by the Jewish leaders, and they're questioning him when he walk in. Now, they already had it in for him. They couldn't wait till he entered that door. When he entered the door, it said they, they hovered around him. And you know, sometimes when you're invited to something, you know they didn't want you there. And you walk in, and everybody go to looking and go to talking. And you, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, I know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't invite me if you didn't want me here. Now, Jesus walked in, and because the Jews surrounded him, he entered. And they said, have you ever been invited to something? And when you get there, all eyes on you for no reason. Now, the leaders asked Jesus a question. But they refused to listen. Now, why would you ask me something and don't give me time to explain it? Why in the world would you invite me to something and don't want me here? Now, the lesson said they were extreme questions. They wanted him to declare himself king of the Jews so that they can take him to the Roman governor. That's the trap the enemy set. See, that's how he is with us. He bring us out there, and we think we ain't into nothing. And we get out there in the midst of them. And somebody there know you. Don't ever think ain't nobody there know you. You can go way over yonder and mess around and see somebody you know. So they asked him a question. And Jesus said, now, I've already answered that question, but y'all won't even hear me. We have an ear to hear with our heart. Now, we sometimes, we get in our little self-made moves. And Jesus told him, say, I tell you what, I've made this thing very plain. I've told you what you should know, and yet you still don't believe or trust me. It's something about trust. When you lose trust in a person, that's it. You might as well forget it. Now, but you still can have a connection, but I ain't going to never believe nothing else you... I, I, I don't trust her like that no more. I, I don't go there with him no more. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Hey, all right, at a distance. Somebody say, oh, no, that's not like God. You better, you better stay at a distance if you want to keep your salvation. If you want to keep your salvation, you better stay at a distance. Ha. Okay. All right. All right. I'm real. One thing about me, I'm going to tell you whether you like it or not, but then I always repent if you want me to. But I'm going to tell you about it. Ask my, my daughter told me don't talk about her tonight, and I'm not. But you ask my children. She said, don't get up there tonight and say nothing about me. Now, have you ever been in a conversation when you know you was right and you know you was telling the truth 
And mother, mother, you don't even want to hear the truth. I'm trying to talk to you and tell you the truth, and you don't even want to hear the truth. Mother, mother, who is your redeemer? Who is your... Now, you're going to ask me something, and then ain't going to let me tell it. <laughs> All right. All right, now. So we're going to go to Exodus 33. 12 through 17. Now, I'm going to tell you now. This is, this is a good one. Exodus 33, 12 through 17. Here the Lord came to a final decision. He was sent an angel to go with the children of Israel into the land of the Canaanites. Now, God made sure Moses tell the people that he was ready, willing, and able to destroy them. Uh -huh. yes, Have you ever just felt like God just gonna take me out? Yeah. You know, you can go through stuff so much you can say, Lord, just gonna take me out. But see, this ain't the counter out that they was going through. This ain't the kind. Now listen, God made sure that Moses tell the people what he was willing and able to do. Their hearts were so stubborn and unconcerned. Moses said, okay, now, I'm going to go, and I'm going to tell them all that you told me to tell them. But you ain't told me yet who's going with me. Now, listen, he, in the lesson and in the Bible, when you read it, he asked God so many times. He asked God so many times. He said, now, I want you to know these are your people. These ain't mine. I ain't accountable for y'all. These God's people, and that's who you better leave them with, God. Because if you go to getting into it, you're going to be down and out, and they're going to be still up rejoicing. They're going to be still rejoicing. But I tell you what, God got it all written down. Now, you say, he said, now, Father, you said you have, I have favor with you. Now, listen, listen. I want you to know these are still your people. And I still want to know who's going with me. Moses said, I hear you. He said, I'm going to send my presence with you. Moses said, I hear you. How will I know your presence is with me? This Moses now. He done delivered Moses and all them folks, all of us, out of all that. And you want to know. All right. He said, now, I want you to know one thing. If you ain't going with me, I ain't going. And that's what I said, too. If you ain't in this, don't let me get up there. I ain't. I'm your folks. But I tell you, I, I promise you, I tell my daughter all the time. I talk, me and that girl talk so much. She and like me. I told her, so, will you do this lesson for me tonight? I, I really would have liked the child to hear her because the girl is the bomb. I ain't just saying that. She is. She really is. The girl is really the bomb. And I thank God for her. I really do. I thank God for her. I told her the other day. I, oh, I forgot. <laughs> I'm just teasing, sugar. 
He said, I'm going to send my presence with you. He said, he said, I know you're pleased. And also, how will I know your people from all the other people on this earth? Moses, again, I say to you, I will do what I say. Remember, I know your name. How many people do God know your name? How many people do God know who you are? I ain't talking about them prophet lying, prophet and, but I'm talking about them prophet saying and speaking the word. I'm talking about them people that know God, know that they know they know. Hallelujah. Now, this is confirmation along with a promise. We can only do what God allows us to do. Nothing happens in our life that God don't allow.